Sometimes I like to reach back and, and pull a quote out of somewhere. So today, we're going to start off with a quote from the 20th century philosopher, Khalil Iran. Nature reaches out with us welcoming arms and helps enjoy her beauty. But we dread her silence and rush into crowded cities. They're huddled like sheep, fleeing from all of the ferocious wolves. I like this one. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you very much for stopping by once again to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. You know we're available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. Find me on Twitter at State. We've got a guest today, ladies and gentlemen. He's pretty pretty popular in the streets at the moment, and he's he's a professional at what he's doing. And for that, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome on the show today, Seth Duckworth. How goes it, my man? Oh, pretty good, Cody. How are you? You know, I'm I'm pretty good. I try not to complain. I learned a while back nobody really listens anymore anyways, so I just try to keep it moving. But yeah, man, uh, I greatly appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, so we'll, we'll try to cut to the chase here. Coleman Scott comes home. What does this mean exactly for Oklahoma State? Because... Correct me if I'm wrong, but Zach Esposito was going to be most likely the guy to kind of fill in for John Smith if and when John Smith decides to to take a step down. Does this change that, obviously? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that there was anything set in stone in any direction on, on who's right. going to be John's replacement. If you look around college wrestling right now and, and really in the last – I mean, since John started coaching, essentially, he, he's had a big coaching tree. Um, there's eight or nine Division One coaches that were Oklahoma State guys. Um, a, a lot of there's just a lot of success that he's kind of bred out of that group. Right. And his, his kids have been good, and so a lot of people think, you know, have ultimately thought that one of those guys was going to be coming back home or one of those guys was going to be promoted within the program, like Zach, like you were talking about. Um, to replace John whenever John hangs it up. But um, this, I, I, you know, leads to Coleman probably being the guy. I, I know there's nothing. I've talked to multiple people around it. I know there's nothing that's like written down in stone that it has right. like that. Chad Weiberg gave Coleman some contract that's going to make him, you know, take over for John in two years or anything like that. But I mean, all signs point to that, that it's kind of a, a head coach and waiting type deal. Um, but but I, 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 it definitely could open up and, and other guys get talked to and everything. Because like I said, there's a, there's a big, broad spectrum of uh, the coaches out there that are with Oklahoma State ties. And obviously, you, you've got a lot of history at Oklahoma State wrestling. Um, so it, it's a desirable job. You'll, you know, you might have coaches from other schools that are interested in it too, but, uh, but it, it does seem that Coleman's probably kind of taken over as the leader in the clubhouse now. And, and, you know, like you said, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I, I think it would have been, you could have thought maybe Zach, you could have thought maybe Chris Perry, you could have thought 
a whole lot of guys from, um, you know, from that are in those other coaching jobs would be the ones that might take over when John does retire. And now Coleman's definitely got to be the, the leader in the clubhouse. So, well, I know DC. I know DC's got a lot going on, and he's a pretty productive member of this whole USC stuff. But wouldn't it be kind of cool to get a Johnny Big Rig Hendricks to get back involved with the staff? I'm not saying his head coach, uh, but D- DC would probably make a pretty daggone good head head coach if he wasn't so busy. But Coleman Scott, he's a cowboy. He loves his time in Silver, Oklahoma. Clearly, his affinity for coming home was part of this decision. But man, I, I just I feel like I would have a hard time understanding him leaving Chapel Hill to come to Stillwater, Oklahoma, if he didn't have a pretty good indication and or idea, you know what I mean, that, that he's going to have something further on down the road. Because it's not like uh, it's not like leaving the state of North Carolina is going to – That's a doesn't seem like a, a great move, man. It seems pretty daggone risky if, if, if most people were to consider the, the jump. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I And, I mean, so if, if you look at that program and what Coleman did there – in the the time he was there, it was pretty impressive. And, and you, I mean, there's other jobs that I, I think, again, when you talk about these coaches that are from Oklahoma state that have been in different places around the country, um, Pat Papaluzio at, at NC state, you've got Mark branch at Wyoming. I, I've always, uh, we were just talking about army stuff a minute ago, but at West point, you got Kevin Ward. He's kind of done some good things there, but really Coleman, their program was kind of almost in trouble uh, when Coleman came in. He was an assistant there at North Carolina, their coach got fired for basically some some off-color comments he made about sports and different things in the school, and it was just stuff you you know you shouldn't be getting into or whatever. But then Coleman, pretty young as being a head coach, stepped in and and built you know a legitimate power out of of North Carolina when really at the time they were kind of they weren't that historically and they weren't really in a position to take over and be all that great because uh, like I said, their coach had just gotten some trouble and everything, but, uh, but he, he built the thing up and, 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 you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of, um, I don't know what the word you would use, but a, a lot of, it, it's hard for a coach that it's like, this is my first job. I've put all this at work in, I've got my coaches, I've got these kids I recruited, I've got all these things going on here. And I'm going to, even if it's your alma mater, even if it's Oklahoma state and all those things, I think it's, a big thing to to step away and and leave that job to go, especially kind of take a theoretical demotion going right up and down a little bit as a, an assistant coach. But I mean, I know obviously Coleman went to school here. There's the, the obvious attraction to the history of Oklahoma state as a coach. And if you, you know, I, I'm not, I, I still wouldn't say that being an assistant coach at Oklahoma state is better job than being, a head coach at NC or at North Carolina. Uh, I don't think anybody would say that, but there is, you know, you, we fill the stands a little bit better than they do. Even right now, we're not really as, as good as we've been historically. Um, but there, there's just a lot of things that, that a program, a place like Oklahoma state has behind the wrestling program that other schools don't, but still with all that said, it, it, it's, it, it's unheard of really to leave a head coaching job to come here and uh and and be an assistant but i i just think ultimately he uh and I, I'll, I'll also add this that i he has some fan or his wife excuse me has some family she grew up in uh in oklahoma and, and probably wanted to get back to them too so i know you got to make that selling point too and she probably was 
like the idea of coming back home and everything. But anyway, um, but yeah, I think I don't, I just, I, to, to everything I've been told is, is there wasn't anything in writing saying like, Hey, you're definitely going to be the head coach in a couple of years. And the, the expectation is that again, he's, he's probably the lead guy with that shot. I think that's what John's idea with it is, is to kind of, you know, hand it off to him eventually. And, uh, but there's just, you know, if they get two years down the road and that's when John decides to retire and, Maybe Weiberg doesn't like where things are at or something like that. There's still a possibility. I'm still they, sure they do some sort of search and at least see, you know, what else is out there and different things like that. Cause you know, you never know what might come up or whatever, but, but yeah, it, it definitely looks like Coleman's going to be the head coach of the state in a couple of years. I like it, man. And, and you're right. Him being back home is probably partially because this whole concept that we were all taught growing up, happy wife, happy life. It's still real. It's still massively beneficial. And real real quick, before we jump into the Big 12, with the additions that we've had of some of the four-corner schools, I want to talk with you a little bit on how that changes the game and, and the perception of the Big 12 strength when it comes to wrestling. But real quick, i got to let the fine people out here know, today we're brought to you by Bird Dogs Clothing. Bird Dogs is the bee's knees. It's the best clothing that has ever been put on the market. It's the best clothing you will ever put on your body. You can work in them, walk in them, swim in them, fight in them, sleep in them, wake up and do it all again in them. There's so many things that you can do with this brand of clothing that it's absolutely ridiculous. And this is whether it be shorts, whether it be hats. And right now, they're giving out the free tech hat whenever you use the promo code. So whether you're about to hit the golf course or you're about to take the happy wife, happy life scenario out to dinner, make sure that you're looking the best, feeling the best, and ready to rock and roll while doing so. Help yourself today. Go to birddogs.com. Use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's birddogs.com slash college. All one word to win yourself the white free tech hat. It's the same pliable, breathable material that the, the pants are made out of. And it's the same anti-stink, anti-sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college today. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, brother. So now we get to dissect a little bit more what it means to win the Big 12. Is it still mean what it used to mean? And with the new realignment stuff uh, kind of floating around, does this change the game when it comes to wrestling? I know Arizona State has a very, very history pass in the sport of wrestling. Do you think somebody like that can come in instantaneously and help uh, the conference? Or do you think that there's some weird ways that Big 12 does their, their scheduling because of the random schools that we have in it. Yeah, there, it, it's going to kind of be interesting to see how certain things play out with the Big 12 in the next year or two. You know, this or 2024, I would say 
if, if it stands as what it is right now, the Big 12, the way it's grown with bringing in there, some say, like you said, they're a traditional power. They've won national titles. They kind of were, the, they were kind of the dominant team in the Pac 12 for a little bit. And then uh, Oregon State hired a new coach, actually, Chris Pendleton, a former Oakland yes. State guy. And he kind of even the playing field a little bit out there. But, um, but but they but they're they're a power. I mean they 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 like I say they they always won the Pac-12. They they usually win team trophies and top four teams win team trophies at NCAA tournaments. So um and they've won quite a few of those and then they've won whole individual titles too as as team. Um so so that they're they're a huge addition to wrestling in the Big Twelve. There's there's absolutely no doubt about it that 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 move for the big 12 is better having Arizona state in here. The thing that is so just up in the air. And I don't think really truly anybody knows is what is going to happen with the remaining four schools that are still somewhat in the pack pack four of, of the 12 that are left. And then the, uh, the schools that were actually in the, the affiliate schools that were in the Pac-12 for wrestling as well, because the Pac-12 actually their re- wrestling was the same setup almost a, as the Big 12 in the sense that you had programs that were core programs within the conference, like Stanford, Arizona State, Oregon State. They were all they all have a decent amount of history and, and good, strong wrestling programs, and then you had uh, California. Cal State Bakersfield, you had um, and a couple other programs that that are, are okay. West Coast programs that that aren't in wrestling. So they, they have their and South so, Dakotas and exactly, Colorado exactly, S- same yeah. same exact concept that the Big Twelve does with that. And so what I don't know, and I don't think what anybody like you know, we, we really don't even know what's going to happen with those four remaining schools. Like if they're going to work mer- merge with the Mountain West, you know, there's talk right now that. Cal and Stanford might go in the ACC, all that other stuff. And so whatever shakes out there will kind of, I think, determine what happens with those remaining schools and their programs. And so it's like, I, I don't want, like, I'm a wrestling guy. And, and as much as I kind of, if you follow conference line, if you follow me on Twitter and stuff like that, I'm happy to see the big 12 kind of coming out of this thing with, better than the Pac-12. You know, I'm a Big yeah. 12 guy. I'm an Oklahoma State guy, all that stuff. But but if you look at, like, it, it killing the Pac-12, it's, it's probably not very good for Pac-12 wrestler, for West Coast wrestling as a whole, um, because you don't have that Power 5 presence out there anymore and what's going to happen with those remaining programs. And so what I think kind of could happen, and, and I personally hope for, is – the the Mountain West, if it takes like Oregon State and Washington State and maybe even Cal and Stanford or whatever happens there, I hope they basically, or or if there's some sort of merge and maybe they still call it the Pac-12 or I don't even know what's going to happen there, that they keep wrestling, they start sponsoring wrestling because Mountain West doesn't sponsor wrestling and right now, Airs or Air Force. Wyoming and uh, a couple other programs are in the big 12, even though they they play all the other sports in that conference. So really, if you kind of merge like Oregon state Stanford and, and those schools, and then those remaining affiliate schools, that becomes a pretty good conference out West. Um, but it's, it's, or at least a decent one, but it's, it's just like, I don't know what the heck is going to happen. And I don't think anybody does, but, but, but ultimately if it does go that way, it takes, 
a little bit out of the Big 12 if like it takes away Air Force mm-hmm. and it takes away Wyoming and all those things. And and I, I just don't know what's going to happen there. But regardless, if you look at and, and another conversation in realignment is what's going to happen with OU. If OU stays in the Big 12, which I kind of think is going to happen for wrestling because the SEC doesn't have wrestling, but yeah. that's you know, I, I, who knows? That's still up in the air. Um, but if, if OU stays, if Oklahoma State obviously is going to be there, it, you've got Iowa State, this tradition rich. you got Northern Iowa, which in all those realignment scenarios, Northern Iowa is still probably going to be a Big 12 school, even though they're not a core affiliate school. Um, you've Virginia. got uh, West Virginia. You've got all these, like, you know, and then bringing Arizona State, like you're talking about, they're still going to be the number two conference in wrestling. It's Big Ten's number one, probably always be number, will be for next 20, 30 years. They're the number one wrestling conference. But the Big 12, especially with the addition of Arizona State, I would say is is firmly established as the number two conference. But we're still going to see some some movement, I think, with whatever the heck happens with those last couple of yeah. schools. So. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think from the, the perspective of the national landscape, right, what is it going to take for Oklahoma State? Because you did mention that the Big Ten is probably going to rule the roost for quite some time. And when you have Penn State at your disposal in Iowa, that, that in and of itself is going to help you quite a bit. And then you take into consideration that you've got Nebraska, you've got um, some of the other heavy hitters up north like Minnesota that are always going to be viable. With all of this changing, do you see a scenario in which the Big 12 can jump a leapfrog, per se, the Big 10 as far as success goes? Oh, uh, no way. Okay. <laughs> not, 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 in, not, in, not in the immediate sense of the sport. Okay. Uh, historically, it's there. I mean, if you, if you really look at it, like uh, Iowa State and, and OU both are historically – like premier programs. They won a bunch of national titles. Um, you know, it, we'll see kind of how things play out down at OU with their new coaching staff, but if they can get back to being a, a really high level program here pretty soon. And if you even, if you go back like 30 years ago, when, when we were little kids, big eight, you know, big eight days was Iowa state, Nebraska, Missouri, yep. and uh, Oklahoma state and Oklahoma. And so uh, that's, that's a, that was a elite, wrestling conference back then kansas and kansas state were the only ones that didn't have wrestling and they were back then the big eight was better than the big 10 and like in 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 all those conversations um but like it kind of you know lost missouri for a little bit missouri is now back um you've who knows what's going to happen with OU? OU's kind of fallen on hard times. They've had a rough couple of years. So they're and OSU isn't really traditionally what they've been as far as winning national titles every year. Um, and you look and you got like Penn State. They they're winning it every year. I was usually up there. They're kind of embroiled in that whole gambling scandal right now. So they're not they're going to have a tough year this season because I got a bunch of guys suspended. But like you said, even Minnesota won a few national titles back in the early two thousands and they've kind of hung on to some of that tradition. You, you, it's, it's really hard to see uh, anybody jump in the big 10 anytime soon, especially with what Kale Sanderson's done at Penn state and everything. But I mean, the, the big 12 could certainly close the gap with, with uh, bringing in Arizona state and obviously having Missouri back and, and what they are. It's still a really strong conference. And you've even got like Northern Colorado had a national champion last year. Um, like the, the, there's these small affiliate schools still. Wyoming's know. pretty, 
pretty talented. Yeah, Wyoming's been good. Mark Branch, Oklahoma State guy. Like, th- th- there's a lot of these schools like have some firepower that add to the conference. It's not just because that like uh, they don't have the name recognition of that. You know, Oklahoma State or Iowa or uh, whatever th- th- some of those programs have, but but they do bring something to the conference. And I and I mean, like like it's we're right up there to they're the Big Twelve is right up there is is a strong number two. And again, I think that's even more firmly cemented when you when you add Arizona State to the mix. But it's just they're not quite like I mean, Penn State, Iowa. Minnesota, like again, Nebraska was a big loss for wrestling when they left yeah. um, the Big Twelve. Uh, there's, there's just a lot of like every school in, or except for the new schools that are just now coming in to the Big Ten. Every one of the schools that were in the Big Ten before this all have wrestling. And like, if you look at their, uh, it's crazy to think for a lot of people that watch and follow wrestling and that maybe don't keep up with it quite like I do and some others do, but. Um, like if you the Big Ten Network, their number three most watched sport is not baseball, it's not softball, it's not anything else, it's wrestling. And so you got football, wow. basketball, and then wrestling's their number three. So it's just that whole like part of the country and those colleges are they're, they're dialed in. Uh, but like I said, the only weird thing that I think could shake it up is if something all this realignment stuff starts like like they get rid of Rutgers and they get rid of Indiana or something like that to, to let more schools in that are, you know, maybe don't have wrestling or something. I don't know which would just be kind of wild, but I, I I just, uh, speaking of realignment and Penn state, why is Kale Sanderson not a daggone cyclone? Like I, this is one of the things that's been baffling me for quite some time in the beginning, like when he was, turning Penn State around. I got it. It made sense. It was a cool story. When he got Penn State super legitimate, I really thought he would want to retire at least at the school that he he attended. The school that he had a perfect record at. I don't I don't I don't get it, man. I know Penn State's taking care of him and he's built something pretty magical there. But I just Penn Iowa State's good at wrestling. Yeah. Typically. <laughs> well, it's kind of two things. Uh, like like I said, traditionally they're probably right there, maybe a step behind Penn State, and it's just because of what Penn State's done in the last 12, 13 12 years. years. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, back in the seventies and stuff. Iowa State was winning national titles, um, but the oh, I lost you, buddy. You have you have a technical malfunction. While 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 you're getting that squared away, yeah, I, I I do completely understand the fascination with success. Everybody likes to be successful, but it, it really it hurts my heart that he's not a cyclone. Is there ever a day, even if it's for a year before he retires, that that it's even a possibility he comes home? I uh, I don't really see it. So so the, the okay. to to give you some background there, he he out of more or less when he, he kind of almost took the same path as John Smith did, but not exactly because John was still pretty young and like in the prime of his wrestling career when he did this, but John, you know, became the coach at Oklahoma state uh, in 1992. Right. And he was, that was the last Olympics John wrestled in last gold medal. He won and all those things, but Kale had like kind of finished his international career. And I think he was an assistant for like a year or two there under Bobby Douglas, don't quote me on that, but it's somewhere around there. And then he basically 
took over the program and he was kind of building something there. Like it, it was definitely starting to like he, he won was winning big 12 titles over John Smith and Oklahoma state. It was kind of after OSU's big run of those four straight national titles when they, they were really in their best, best period and everything. And, uh, he, was beating them, you know, and he was beating like the team of the era, so to speak in Oklahoma state and Penn state came up, the job opened, he took it and you know, the rest is history. But I think there's kind of two big things that, that he, he, I mean, one, all right, there's probably a multitude of things, but number one, Penn state's got a bigger budget. They're going to be able to afford to pay him more. There's, there's no doubt about that Two, They got the, like best high school wrestling in the country. Like they're the best recruiting grounds in the country and wrestling is right there in Pennsylvania. And, and he's, you know, he basically, what's weird is he, he kind of at this point just picks whoever he wants. He doesn't really have to recruit just that core ground there. But at the yeah. time that, that probably played into the thing is, is there were all these PA kids that he could grab and, and do whatever he wanted with. And then um, you kind of hate step out of the shadow of Iowa by getting away from Iowa state. Cause as good as Iowa state is traditionally and, and all of the things it's, you know, Iowa kind of controls the state of Iowa and wrestling and they have the money, they have the donors, they have, they get the athletes, they have the sport, they have all the stuff. And so you're, you're just fighting a lot of battles. You're not, if you go and try to build this thing in Pennsylvania, but, uh, but I, I don't know. I've heard different, rumor things and i i don't know enough people closely tied enough that that he would consider stepping away there eventually and at times he kind of gets tired of things and stuff and so maybe something happens and he comes back to iowa state or something like that but i mean he's just got it so locked on in there that he could i don't know easily win a couple more national titles and oh yeah I, I i don't know that there's anything slowing him down anytime soon so who knows? But so, yeah, maybe he wants to retire at his alma mater and come back and stuff, but I have no idea. But uh, who, right now he's got a good thing going, so I don't see him leaving. So uh, coming into this season, right, watching Oklahoma State go from first place in the country, first place, second place, first place, second place, third place, fourth place, second place, fourth place, fifth place, and then to go to 17th place and then to fall to like 34th place. What is happening, man? How does John Smith stop the bleeding? Because Oklahoma State wrestling should never be in the 30s. That should never even be a conversation. But it was. It happened. It just happened this previous year. Obviously, there's a lot of crap that, that went on internally. And we got the number one pound-for-pound wrestler in the United States of America to come to Stillwater, Oklahoma. But is that enough for Oklahoma State to at least take its rightful place in the bare minimum top 10 this year? Yeah, I have it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I think there were, there were a lot of things that they've kind of changed that um, probably needed to for a while and led to that. I mean, you know, there was uh, some of the Ferrari fallout that hurt, you know, like you, that yep. you have a, a guy that wins a national title, he's gone and you got to kind of puzzle piece things together back to try to fix that. And, and, and then and, both and, of his brothers gone with him. Yeah, that were supposed to come in, and and then and, and those things hurt. But I think right. that was like kind of one of the immediate things. But one of the bigger symptoms, in my opinion, was within all that. There's this thing coming that was kind of coming up in in the sport called uh, uh, 
the RTC programs. And, and basically what these are, are like, they're what's called regional training centers where these folks can train uh, for the Olympics and, and things like that at, uh, at their schools. And, and they have like a separate coach there that works with them and does all this stuff. OSU kind of like, I, I don't know if John, I, I've never really asked him directly myself, but I don't know if he just didn't think that was right as far as wrestling goes or, you know, I, I think he kind of, I, I think John does a lot of things that he, when he believes it's not good for the sport, he doesn't like to do it. Um, so I, I think he kind of opposed it because of that. Uh, but anyway, they didn't really put a lot of money behind that. They didn't put a lot of emphasis on that in the last two, three years, they've really changed or really last year. I say last two years, they've changed that. They've put a lot of money in it. They brought Eric Guerrero back. Um, they, they've done a lot of different things with that to make that better. They've got more athletes there that are what are called senior level athletes are training for the Olympics and stuff like that. They're working out with guys in the OSU room and that helps a lot. Um, so they, they, they changed that after I think seeing that, that, that other schools were, were winning by doing that. And then they, another thing I think he was kind of reluctant on was, uh, even touching the transfer portal and, you know, everybody yeah. knows that's like kind of a mess and like a hard thing to navigate and, and everything else, especially when you got like older coaches that are, you know, maybe like a little more used to just the traditional recruiting and all those things. And so this year, more so than any year, they, they tapped into that. They've got a uh, one twenty-five that's, uh, they brought in from Minnesota. That's probably going to start. This is going to be pretty good. They've got a, 141 they got two two guys in the 141 149 area that are are all american caliber type guy or one is has been to around a 12 guy which is like a, a match away from play, being an all-american which scores a lot of points at the NCAA tournament and and i don't know they, they're gonna do some i don't know how the lineup's gonna shake out there but but either one of those two guys are, are good additions and then they've got another they've brought in an actual a guy that was an all-american uh at 165 that's likely going to be the starter there and uh will be a huge boost for osu there uh last year they had white sheets and uh and he's graduated and so um so that that's the big thing and then like you you mentioned they they got the number one pound for pound recruit um he just wrestled the world champions championships a couple weeks ago and he's gonna he could i don't know if they'll redshirt him i think you know i i've anymore with the way the transfer reporter goes and stuff, I would say just, Hey, if he's ready to go and wants to wrestle, wrestle him. But, yeah, yeah. It, but it's always tough at heavyweight to, to wrestle early. Cause you, you know, you're not just to your full size and you're going up against those other big dudes. It, it's tough, but, but they may start him and they may get a few more points there. So I think well, those, if, they, if they were to start him, what would they do with Connor Doucette? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and, and you know, you'll have to see how it plays out. If, if you, yeah, yeah. I mean, he just, Connor might be able to beat him. I, I don't really know. Yeah, Cause, yeah. Cause again, it's a huge transformation wrestling. Like, I mean, he w went to worlds last week, which is great, but uh, under 20 versus those 23, 24 year old, like fifth year seniors, the, that's a whole different animal when you're, you know, 275 pounds. So, true, um, true. so I, I don't know how that'll, that thing will shake out, but, but just those three at the lower weights and then whatever they decide to do at heavyweight. And then I, they, 
Braden Thompson is another really, really high level recruit. And then Kale Hughes is another really high level recruit that came Didn't in. Dustin Plot have a pretty good uh, offseason summer wise as well. Yeah, Didn't yeah. he compete at the world championships? So he's got the U23s. I'd have to, I'd put me on the spot there. I can't remember the dates off the top of my head, but he, he, he made a world team and he'll yeah. be wrestling at it here in a couple of weeks. It's kind of, that's like the one world's event that's timed really oddly and runs really close to regular wrestling season. So I think maybe it's like September, October or something like that. But yeah, no, he, he's had a good summer. And um, so like, you know, you'll see how he kind of comes out of that and, you know, getting that international experience. Maybe he kind of jumps levels over the summer and stuff too. And then of course you still got Dayton fixed. So I think that's, if, if, you know, if you can get last year, they, they had their 18th place finish with fixed as at fourth and plot at, I think, six. Those were the two All-Americans. And so if you kind of wipe that clean and say, hey, plot probably goes up a spot or two, fix, I think, definitely goes up a spot or two because the two guys that were in front of them, uh, you know, we've seen them be in the finals before, but the two guys that were in front of them uh, are going to be two of the guys, excuse me, twisting over my words, that were in front of them are are graduated and gone. And so there's just a a couple little things. I think there's a lot more potential points on the board for the team, and and some of those transfers are going to help a lot and different things like that. So I I think it's quite a bit better. I can't guarantee a top 10, but it should be a little bit better, mainly just, again, they kind of like – bit the bullet and decided, Hey, we got to use this transfer portal thing. And they pulled in a lot of guys from there. And then they, they uh, have really kind of put a lot into the RTC situation. And so that'll, that'll do a lot for them. And then like we've talked about, I mean, the story at the top of this Coleman Scott, you know, who knows how he kind of, you know, what he brings to the table with these guys and what kind of improvement he helps them in this year. So. I love it, Seth. You know what, man, thank you for, for coming on. Thank you for, you know, doing the work that you do. I think you put out a, a brilliant story recently, and I, I just hope that you continue to keep keep down this road because you are right. Oklahoma State Wrestling, it needs to be an, a national focal point a little bit more, in my personal opinion. And I think we've got some uh, guys. we got some ability. We absolutely have the rich tradition and history. We are the consummate blue blood of all blue bloods when it comes to the sport of wrestling right next to Iowa. And I would say traditionally even right next to Minnesota. Penn State's just been so hot the last 12, 15 years. And that's primarily all because of Kale Sanderson, which is why I want him in the Big 12. I'm tired of seeing Penn State do it. I know Iowa's loaded, and Iowa just had a phenomenal season. But, you know, I, most people probably expect Kale to get the Nittany Lions back on track, possibly even this season, even though I was pretty stacked and loaded. I'm excited to to see some improvement. I think that's important. Um, and, and then you, we got some legacy stuff. You mentioned Wyatt Sheets. He's gone, dealt with some injuries. Had a pretty good year. And now we get his brother in the mix as well. I love the legacy stuff. I think that's very, very important for not only Oklahoma State, but just John Smith in general. For whenever he's gonna hand over the 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 big trophy to the next person, but uh, yeah, man, I, I know you're a busy dude. You you do phenomenal work. Please keep at it. And before I let you skedaddle on out of here, let the fine people out here know how they can find you and how they can get in touch with you if need be, if they need to get their wrestling fix on, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore Duckworth. Uh, tweet out a lot of stuff there if you're not a twitter person uh well also if you i guess you got twitter owrestle.com is the main way 
main site I, I work for and write out of. Um, they are, you can find them on Twitter at O underscore underscore wrestle. And then, uh, it's, uh, again, O wrestle.com is the website. And then they have a Rockfin page called Rockfin backslash O wrestle at Rockfin backslash O wrestle, excuse me. And there's a lot of premium content on there. Um, awesome. That I put out, and then uh, you know they, they have like a Facebook page and an Instagram and all that stuff. If you want to check that out too, uh, but yeah, all, all those pages have a lot of good wrestling stuff on it, and try to you know it, it's mainly Oklahoma, or a lot of Oklahoma State stuff, but high school stuff and and other colleges and stuff too. But uh, but yeah, check it all out. All right, Seth, ladies and gentlemen, look at that. He's talking about premium stuff. You got to make sure to go check it out. I greatly appreciate your time, sir. You go take care of the stuff. I'm going to go knock off some honeydews off the list. I appreciate you, man. We'll have to have you back on sometime so we can kind of break down some of the wrestlers, some of the weights, and, and what we could potentially expect out of this Oklahoma State squad. For sure, Cody. Thanks, man. Good luck. Yes, sir. All right, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right, y'all. I think that's all we're going to have for this one. If you need your wrestling, it's scratched. Seth is the dude that is going to give it to you. So make sure that you go follow him. Make sure you're paying attention to what he's doing. And we will run this thing back one more again and talk about some of the guys individually. But until then, you know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And I appreciate you stopping by to make this your first listen. Because you could be anywhere. I'm glad that you choose to rock with us here in Locked On Oklahoma State. Alrighty, y'all. That's that. Later, taters. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.